Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Faster than a speeding bullet. They say this cat Lincoln is a bad mother. We're just talking about Lincoln. Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Ware Show till one o'clock this afternoon. And we've got a lot going on. And uh, boy, I had a great time yesterday. As my grandfather would say, yes, Diddy, uh, down at Fountain Square, Metro celebrated their 50th anniversary as being Metro here in Cincinnati. Yeah, the Cincinnati Transit ended in 73, and in comes Metro. And that's the same year that I started at WCIN in 73. So they were celebrating 50. I was celebrating 50. So they gave me a little award down there on the square. They had second wind down there playing. Man, they, they were getting, they, they turned it out. Metro knows how to throw a party. It was a great party. They had all kind of stuff going. Then they had an old Cincinnati Transit bus down there, one of the old orange buses. And I got on the bus, and they had the signage, some of the advertisements from 1970, from the 70s. Uh, they had uh, Al Shadokati, uh Beer advertisements inside the bus. I tell you, it was something else. It was great to see. And... You ever get a chance to go on one of those old buses? Uh, yeah, and you can see the little money thing that you drop the coins in, and they go down and turn around. You know, it was, it was uh, a flashback to the past. Yes, because I used to ride the. I didn't ride that much. We mainly hitchhiked to school, but on occasions I would ride the bus to school. But um, for the most part, we hitchhiked right there on Montgomery Road. And Plain, what, Montgomery Road and what was that street? Not Plain, no, it was Montgomery and I can't think of the name of the street. But we would hitchhike there. There would be one or two people every day. They would come along there. They'd pick us up, take us to school. Nowadays. The same people? Huh? The same people? Yeah. They, they would be on their way to work and they just stop and pick us up. Stop and pick us up. Yeah. Be about two or three of us. They take us down to um, Langdon Farm and Reading Road, let us out, and then they would turn down Reading Road and go on downtown to work. Yeah, hitchhike. Nowadays, you can't hitchhike. You don't see any hitchhikers nowadays. No one in their right mind would pick up a hitchhiker unless you act, unless you know the person. Nobody in their right mind should be hitchhiking. Well, I mean, you know, people do it. They do it. But 
Yeah, unless you say, oh, there's go, there goes Johnny. And you, let me pick him up. What's wrong? You, you, you would stop and pick him up if you knew the person. But nowadays, I don't know if you could hitchhike anywhere in I probably could hitchhike somewhere. Somebody would somebody would pass by that might know me, think my car broke down or something. They would stop and give me a ride. In the city of Cincinnati, you yeah. not nowhere else. Yeah, though. nowhere else. I could not hitchhike any place else. They think I was a serial killer or something. Because who hitchhikes in 2023? <laughs> yes. I don't Other know. Other than some serial killer axe murderer. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Um the world's largest chip. Oh, first, uh, well, of course, when was it? Monday night is when Donald Trump was indicted. And, of course, I wasn't here yesterday, Tuesday. But, man, this is probably the, the, the most serious of all the other indictments that he will face down in Georgia. And people are going to flip. They're going to join the U.S. Olympic gymnastics team because they're going to do some flipping. Let me tell you. And Rudy Giuliani might be the first one to flip. He's broke. Just read an article today. Giuliani is broke. He's Trump has been paying for his lawyers, and I don't know how long that's going to last, but uh, he's broke. He's selling off his uh, apartment in, in um, New York. And he's scrapped for cash. All these legal bills, and Trump's not paying all of his legal bills. But where is he? He has no income coming in. Who's he working for? No one. He's in bad shape. Now, I just can't imagine you let yourself get in that situation, being in a cult with Donald Trump. This is cult-like activity. These people are ruining their lives for this guy. That's like going down to South America with Jim Jones. I just don't know. What is it about Donald Trump that these people risk going to jail for? I just don't understand it. But I like what they make. She's giving them a deadline to turn themselves in. 25th of August, or else the arrest warrants go out. I think Trump is going on Tuesday. The word I'm hearing, he'll show up Tuesday, next week. We'll see. But who will flip first? And then the black people that are indicted, they're the biggest fools ever, too. The biggest fools you ever want to see. And do you think Donald Trump is going to try to help them? Hell to the naw. But they're going to risk going to jail for him. And the one person that tried to get the, you know, the two black ladies that worked for the Board of Elections in Atlanta, they sent the black person to their house to try to get them to lie like, it was a fraudulent election. The election was uh, full of fraud and everything. It was fraudulent. That's what they're going to lie. They try to convince them to lie like there was cheating going on. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. 
And, and they just, oh, man. All in the name of Donald Trump. And you see what's going to happen? These people who stick with him are going to jail, and he's not. It's, just, it's Richard Nixon all over again. All the guys around Richard Nixon ended up going to jail. Richard Nixon never saw the inside of a jail cell. And I can see this happening right here with Donald Trump. All those guys went to jail. They went to jail. G. Gordon Liddy. Uh, who was the other one? Halderman. All these guys, they ended up in jail. And Richard Nixon was pardoned. Unbelievable. I just, uh, it's amazing. that if this uh, circus comes back to town, <laughs> and you know what I mean by that, if Donald Trump becomes oh God. president again, if the circus comes back to town, who's going to be his vice president? It's not going to be Mike Pence. Oh, no, no. It won't be Pence. It'll be somebody who he can, you know, dangle from a string and, you know, Yes, sir, Mr. President. Well, whatever you want. Y'all do this. Okay, whatever. But I just, I have more confidence in America. I know there's some fools out there that's following this guy they to the end. They are doubling down. But I mean, this indictment is like adding fire to the... to. When it comes down to it, the Republican Party knows that they can't get anywhere with Trump. They know it. Okay. They know it. And I have more confidence... <laughs> in the colonizers, as Sister V <laughs> calls them. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, geez, should I just skip skip the metro and go back to work? I can't take it anymore. <laughs> These colonizers and this. I was like, oh, my God. And then Black Lions. That's why he's banned on my show. Right there. Unbelievable. So you saying I should have upheld the ban yesterday? Yes, you should have. I think you realize that, too. <laughs> yes. I don't mind. It's yeah. just that would just I, I'm sorry, Black Lion, and I'm sorry, people who agree with him. But I just think it's so ridiculous to be sitting up here trying to figure out whether or not white people are human or not. Just it just it just it, it feels ridiculous to even like ponder that. I said, well, if I have any white listeners, guess what? They're gone now. Thanks very much. <laughs> Jeez. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. But there are people who genuinely believe that that is like a thing and it factors into us combating white supremacy. And I, I'm i not going to take your beliefs from you because I don't want nobody to try to take my beliefs from me. I'm loud and proud about believing in God and not the buffet-style Jesus that you believe in, Lincoln. But I don't, that just it was, it was a stretch for me. Well, what can you say? What can you say? <laughs> but I ain't going to knock nobody's beliefs, All right. I guess. Uh, the world's largest chip maker. You know, uh, Biden convinced them to build a plant here with uh, a lot of financial incentives, of course. And they're going to have thousands of jobs. But there's one problem. These chips, it takes a lot of skill and you work long hours. And they... The, the the Taiwanese think that the Americans are not good workers. <laughs> and they, they might be right. 
So they want to bring in 500 additional workers and the Arizona Arizona Labor Union is trying to stop it. Yeah. The most difficult thing about this type of manufacturing is not technology. What one of the engineers says, um, the most difficult thing is personnel management. Americans are the worst at this because Americans are the most difficult to manage. <laughs> you know, well, he, I, I, I can't say the guy's wrong. I can't say the guy's wrong. You hire a guy that's sweeping the floors and he wants to run the company on his own time. I can't say they're off base on this one. Anybody agree with that? 749-1230-513 is the area code. How many times have you gone to a place and said, good, good help is so hard to find? So there's a debate over whether the U.S. workers can cut it at the world's leading chip maker. They put in long hours in Taiwan and they follow orders. And they don't think the Americans will be able to do that. Uh, witnesses in the Joe Mixon case. I think he should have had a jury trial, but it's a judge and uh, she's going to be the one deciding if he's guilty or innocent. I think if I had to bet, and you know, I place a bet every now and then. If I had to bet, I would say since the lady never described a gun, she couldn't tell whether it was big, small, black, silver, or what. Yeah. They're going to say there was no gun there. And if no one saw the gun, I think he walks. I think Joe Mixon walks. How many people agree with me on that? Joe Mixon walks. Not guilty. Shiver Decker is really... He's pushing hard on this one. Croswell and Shiverdecker, they're a one-two team. One-two knockout punch. And I think Joe Mixon will be found not guilty. She even, and they're making her out to be the aggressor, too. They've, they've turned the tables. She was the aggressor. Gave him the finger. Called him a B or something like, oh, all kind of stuff. So all of a sudden, I think Joe Mixon walks on this one. But he needs to get back out there and practice. He's missed a couple of days of practice already. I remember that basketball fight over in Indiana. The girls' basketball team beat up a female official. Well, the coach has been arrested and charged in that case. Yeah. And some of the other teams said they opted out playing this team because it was always a, lot, a bunch of, you know, uh, threatening and all kind of stuff when you play this team. 
So uh, La- 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 Laquita, Laquita Carter, Laquita Carter. <laughs> she looks like a Laquita too, let me tell you. If I saw her walking down the street, I would say, hey, Laquita. Because she looks like her name would be Laquita, let me tell you. I'm not, I don't even want to. I don't even want to <laughs> yeah. go into what that even means. Okay, some people just look like their name. Laquita looks like her name. That's all I got to say. Laquita looks like her name. All right, but she is now gonna face charges, accused of attacking, pinning, and kicking the referee during the fight. They've got video. They've got video. Yeah. So we'll see what happens in the the Laquita case. Cincinnati's convention center, you know, they're going to close down, get an 18-month makeover. I've got Julie Calvert coming in with Visit Cincinnati. And they'll tell us all about it, some of the things they're doing to try to get conventions to, hey, get ready for the new expanded convention center. And how hard of a job would that be? Hmm? I don't think it'll be an easy job. All right, I'm going to take a break, and then I'll come back. 513-749-1230, The Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, The Buzz. Places and spaces I've been. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, where with you? I gotta send Raven a playlist over there. If I hear places and spaces one more time, I'm gonna go to a place and a space. You say that every week. You don't ever send me nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you soon. All right, Lisa Baker, Crime Stock, Stalkers, Crime Stalkers, Crime Stoppers. What's going on? You miss a day, then you go crazy when you come back. What's going on, Lisa Baker? Yeah, I was gonna say, sound like yesterday you was in some spaces and places. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a great time down there at Fountain Square and Second Wind and the Metro people. Oh, I yeah. forgot that was yesterday. Yes, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. Yes. Okay. So they're they going to keep your face on the Metro buses a little oh, while longer? My, my face is not on the Metro buses at this time. But at this time. It was uh, great to see all the people who run Metro down there, and uh, they know how to put on a party, that's for sure. Oh, I hate I missed that. Okay. Yes, Lincoln. Uh, happy Wednesday. It's Wednesday. We're looking for two people today. The first person, Martez Redmond. Martez Redmond is wanted for a felonious assault shooting. Martez Redmond is a black male. He's 25 years old, 5'8", 140 pounds. Martez Redmond has a history of drug and gun charges. Last known to live on Woodline Avenue in Price Hill. Hello? Oh, that was me. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was turning down the speaker in here. <laughs> okay. Martez Redmond. Yes. We're also looking for Weston Fearman, who's wanted for domestic violence. Weston Fearman, a white male, 33 years old, six foot two, 195 pounds, has a history of felonious assault, trafficking in drugs, gun charges, and was last known to live on Woodbine Avenue in Hartwell. So if any of the listeners know where detectives can find Martez Redmond, or Weston Fearman, 
Give Crime Stoppers a call, 513-352-3040. All right, 352-3040, night or day. Are you walking in the parade with us Saturday? Um, I'm going back and forth between the parade and doing a 5K in um, – in Indy for the Colts. Oh, you know, you do the 5K and you get a ticket to oh. run in the preseason oh. game. Oh, my so I'm God. going back and forth between yeah. registering for my 5K and, and the parade. Oh, so my. I don't you know. Come on, at the parade. You get a chance to mix it up with the people of Avondale. You got to come on, come on, stay with your people here because it won't be a whole lot of your people in that 5K. I can promise you that. I'm with my people. Seven out of seven days, <laughs> generally speaking, Lincoln. All it's right. all good. One day, my people will be okay. All right. We'll talk to you. All right. And uh, coming up, Ironetta Wright, the superintendent, is going to call in. Tomorrow is the first day of school. And so we'll hear uh, all the big plans for this upcoming school year and for this first day of school tomorrow. So we'll talk to Ironetta Wright shortly, right here on 1230. The buzz. Let's move along. Let's go to Trennis. Trennis, how you doing today? What's going on, Mr. Lincoln? What's on your mind? Oh, you talking about you can't find people to go to work? You can't find nobody to go to work. That's well, that's not what I said. I said they couldn't manage them once they come to work. Uh, the Taiwanese, you know, they, they work long hours. They work hard. They obey what their supervisors say. And so the people who run those plants over there, they're saying they don't know if it's going to work out over here when they build a plant. They don't think the American workers follow orders. They don't think they want to work. They think they're lazy, and they may have problems over here. Yeah, they got a point. You know I mean? They don't want to work. They're lazy. They're going to call off one day out the week. They ain't going to show up. They're going to quit the job. That's high. The turnover rate is high. It's a whole bunch of reasons why you, you take your company over here. You might have, you might, your company might be ha- having a problem. Yeah, yeah. You got overpay, you know. Them people over there, they don't make a lot of money. And so they, they get a lot more done with, yeah. with having to, not having to pay nobody. You know? Well, you know, and and just, just like over at AAA Car Wash, uh, they they want to hire these guys. These are guys come in from the temporary service, and they'll work. They don't want to be hired. AAA said, we'll hire you. They'd rather work for the temporary service so they don't have to come every day. They come when they want to. Right, They would get benefits, they would get more pay, but they'd rather work for the temporary service so they can come and go whenever they please. Or they get paid every day, or get, you know what I mean? They get a whole bunch of reasons why. The whole, yeah, whole yeah, it's, yeah. the science trying to find workers. Yes. Or trying to find workers that are, you know, that you, you, you that stay around, that you want to keep around. Yes. All right. Yeah, All right, Mr. Link, have a good one. Trennis, thanks for your call, I think. What did we accomplish with Trennis right there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Esteban. Mr. Lincoln Ware, sir. How, how, how you doing? You, What's going on? It's called work-life balance. It's a new thing that came out of the pandemic. Yes. People want to work from home. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's part of their mental I agree health. with that. I you agree know? with working from home. I agree. If the, if the supervisor yells at you, it, it's a toxic work environment. Yes. <laughs> so I hear you. That's, that's yep. the new American right. twist on. Right. You can't yell work. at them. You can't do this. You know, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so I see exactly what they're saying. Well, they're saying it, it's good. they're trying to bring 500 
Taiwanese over here because they just don't think the Americans going to be able to cut it. You know what? You got all these people on the streets of New York and all these places. They come here to work. Yeah. It's not about asylum seeking. I think they gained the system just to get over here. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we have plenty of people to work. They just have to figure out the immigration, broken immigration system to allow people to come here and work. We need that labor. They want to work. I mean, it sounds like a win win situation. All right. Hey, thanks. I'm not finished. Lincoln, oh, Lincoln, oh Lincoln. you got more. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. But wait, there's more. <laughs> you, you took me off on the tangent here. Uh, Bonnie Willis, black female. Don't mess with those black women. These uh, these uh, Republicans are finding out about that. They are serious. She uh, has changed the game yes. with uh, what she laid out the oh, other yeah. day. And boy, she 19- was, hey, look, she didn't miss a beat when she was reading off those indictments and you know telling them they need to report before you know by the 25th of August. And, you know, the RICO charges, those were the serious charges, the RICO charges. Absolutely. And she just took Jack Smith's game to a whole nother level. Now, at first, they didn't know how to react to what she did. Then the next day, after they saw what she did, they said, this is brilliant. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon, let's go there. Um, you know, same things always change. How many black men have been falsely incarcerated or locked up? from the allegation of a white woman. Right, right. And I'm thinking she's white. Nobody has seen her, I don't think. we don't, Do we know her name? I think we might know her name, but I don't know. Uh, she refused to be shown on, in, in the courtroom, I guess. But uh, you're right, falsely accused. And, you know, all. sometimes and, a black man just look, anonymous. just look at you, know? you and then she gets to know. Her boss said, oh, she was shaking and she was, you know, uh, disturbed. And, you know, oh, the, come on, you know. Well, well, we we have, we have history with this. Go back to uh, when uh, Deion Sanders was here. Remember, yeah. he had brought up you know the parking hole. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and, and the other thing with this is when Joe Dieters was in office, he did not pursue this. Remember that? Right. 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 So then the all of a sudden the new prosecutor comes in and she wants to show she's tough on crime, and this is how we end up here. So. What's going well, on with I, him now? I think this, yeah, I think this is city prosecution, though. This is the city. I'm thinking. Um, uh, I, no, 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 no. She's the one that replaced Joe Dieters, county prosecutor. I think this is all part. Yeah. Of it. Okay. Well, I, I, I have to double check on that, but I thought this was a city. It didn't reach the county level. Maybe it did. I'm not sure. I have to check on that. I don't but even know that the, the city has. A remember, they, 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 the city does have a prosecutor. They they refiled the charges right. against Mixon. Remember that they refiled first. Well, you know this they all didn't. Came out yeah. Of Joe Dieters' office. This yeah. Is Joe Dieters. Well, this is not Joe. Joe Dieters is gone, but this lady that came in and replaced him. Uh, the the other thing is the lady down there in once again down in Atlanta. The two poll workers. The, oh the, man, the, I just feel so sorry for them. I just feel so sorry for what they had but, to go but through. I don't, I don't know who their lawyer is. They should have sought, uh, sued Fox News. Fox News was the ones writing all the checks. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, Rudy Giuliani, he ain't got no money. No money at all. He's broke. No, he's broke. Fox You're right. Else. You're right. He, well, he got that apartment that he's selling for $6 million, a house or apartment or something in New York, $6 million. I don't know how much of that. I don't know if he still owes a mortgage on it, but if he does, I don't know how much – of that would be left if if well, he sold well, it for six million. The bottom line is he did all these services for for 
Trump, and I'm sure Trump ain't paging. He's like a little flunky. And like you say, when, you know, when that hits the wall and it's coming down to it, he is going to be left high and dry. And you're right. It's going to be a whole lot of people flipping when you threaten them with jail time. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Esteban, but double check on that. I thought it was a city prosecutor that was doing this, not the county. So check on that, Esteban. I've never heard of a city prosecutor. What? Oh, come on, Esteban. I got to run. Thanks for your call. Okay. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk to you about a whole lot of other stuff going on right here on the Lincoln Ware Show, 1230 The Buzz. 1230 WDBZ. Is my mic down? It's got to be. 1230 WDBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln Ware with you till 1 o'clock this afternoon. Coming up at 1. It's Reverend Al Sharpton. Let's go to Ironetta Wright, superintendent of Cincinnati Public Schools. A big day tomorrow, the first day of school. Ironetta, how how are things looking out there? Uh, our, our, our outlook is bright right now. We're excited about the first day of school. Our, our staff is diligently in schools today getting ready for tomorrow. Um, so we're excited for what to come. And uh, I guess you got a bus plan all laid out there, and we're not going to be like Louisville and kids getting home at 10 o'clock a- at night tomorrow. You've got your plan set and ready to go. That's that's right, and it, I just feel my heart goes out to Louisville. I know what it feels like to have those level of challenges. You know, we work. We started working in the spring on our bus plan, and it looks that it, it looks that it has come together really well. Um, tomorrow, we are expecting good things. Normal first day of school kinds of things when it comes to transportation, but we yeah. do not expect that we will have anything major. We did uh, get our bus routes out to our drivers early, and so the drivers have been able to run the routes. They did that last week, and we're able to give feedback on those routes as well. So we were in a much better place this year than we were last year. All right, that's good. That's good. And uh, uh, because, you know, a lot of times if these drivers don't drive the routes ahead of time, they make a wrong turn here, and it just screws everything up. So uh, that's a good thing that they they know the routes and then things will work. But you're gonna have your first day uh, glitches anyway. That, that's that's without uh, that, you know you know that's gonna happen. Absolutely. All right. So I, I was telling people, look, trying to turn a school system as large as the Cincinnati Public School System around, you can't turn this thing around like uh, like a speedboat. You turn this around like an aircraft carrier. You got to take a long, wide turn very slowly and turn it. Uh, this is your second year, so I think uh, w- people will be able to see things a little clearer this year than last year, you think? I'm, I'm definitely hopeful. I think that, you know, as I've shared with many to your example, that this is definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. And when we think about that, there are some things that, that we look at and how we take feedback and how we look and think about change, uh, understanding that change is hard. It's really, really difficult. But I do believe that uh, this year we are off to a really good start. We had our superintendent's address with all of our staff on Monday. And the energy right now in the district just feels really good to me. And that's the kind of feedback that I've been getting this week um, from our staff as well. So I think that we are moving forward. Uh, we started on Monday with uh, Nina Simone, um, it's, it's a new day. And so yes. recognizing that it is a new day and it's going to take all of us. We are a team and we are the team to continue to move this work forward. Now, you, you made some changes over at Woodward as far as uh, uh, counselors and uh, you got the, a counselor that's looking at attendance and things like and you got a counselor that's uh, looking at the graduations. So uh, 
was Woodward the only school having these problems, or are you going to implement this in some of, some of the other schools out there? Yeah, so thank you for the question. For clarity, those are positions that were recommended back in February or March for all of our Title I high schools, which are our highest-needs high schools. And so in each of those schools, including Woodward, um, there is an additional uh, social worker to work on attendance. There's an additional school counselor to work on graduation and graduation cohorts. And thinking about graduation, not just the students that are 12th grade. Our current counselors do a really good job of working with the students um, that are our senior students, but really looking at students starting as early as ninth grade when they start to, to uh, earn their graduation credit and making sure that those students are on target at the end of each year so that once they get to 12th grade, there is not as much cleanup that's needed for those that might be undercredited. So those are positions that, that have been added to all of our Title okay. I high schools, okay. including Woodward. Okay, that's good. Because uh, is attendance a big, big problem? I guess it it is. I don't know. It is. I mean, attendance is something that we look at when we think about you know, chronic absenteeism. And what a lot of people don't understand is chronic absenteeism is defined as a student missing more than 10% of the school year. So in a 180-day, 181-day school year, if a child misses more than 18 days for any reason, there's not excused absences and unexcused absences and all of those things, if they miss more than 18 days, they are considered chronically absent. And the research shows that when you start looking at students that have had uh, years of chronic absenteeism, it impacts them academically because of the time they miss in school. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that we really look at attendance and making sure that our students are getting to school and getting to school on time and and, and really uh, having yes. someone to work with families around that as well. Because uh, attendance, let's face it, affects your graduation rate. Absolutely, it does. And it's important that, and aside from graduation rate, we want our students to grow academically. We want them to get the remediation that they need. We want them to get the enrichment that they need. And our teachers can do really great things. They can be innovative in their approaches. But if our children are not there to get that information, then it doesn't help them move forward. Uh, What about the uh, teachers? You have enough? I know you don't have enough, but you'll be able to get by with what you have now. Well, we're, we're continuing, we're continuing, continuing, continuing to recruit teachers. Our human resources team has really done a great job in getting out and getting the word out. Uh, our, our, our board, uh, working in partnership with our board, our, our board approved a 4% increase for our, 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 our staff, and that included our teachers as well. And so as a result of that, um, that did take our first-year teacher salary to $50,277, I believe, but it's over $50,000. Mm-hmm. And I know that we would say that that's not, um, that's not, a, that's not, a, it's not enough, um, but it's more than required, and it's more than we, were, than we were making before. So it's important that we look at that. So currently, you know, the number that I have as of yesterday makes me uncomfortable to say out loud, uh, Lincoln, but um, we're, 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 we are feeling pretty positive about where we are. We're also working in partnership uh, with our CFT uh, leadership, which is our uh, teachers' union, uh, to really look at some additional ways that we can provide coverage in some of our high schools um, because those are the places that we see some of our additional vacancies um, in math and science, 
most specifically, uh, which is a national shortage area as well across the country. So just being innovative as we think about that uh, and using our teachers as an additional resource. All right. Well, sounds like you've been busy at work and trying to get this first day of school ready uh, tomorrow. And uh, good luck on this upcoming year. I think things will will be a lot smoother this coming year than last year. I look forward to it. I think it will be. I think the the foundation is laid. I think that we are continuing to work with the community, listen to feedback, work with that feedback, and make myself as accessible as I can be. So we'll continue to do that. All right. Ironetta Wright, thank you for joining us this morning, and uh, good luck on tomorrow. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Let's uh, move along. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Lincoln, we're with you. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. 1230, WDBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln Ware on a Wednesday. And, boy, there's a lot going on that I didn't get to. Uh, DeSantis says, uh, let's move on from Disney. They're suing the state. He said, they're not going to win, but let's move on. Yeah, right. See, he found out you can't take on uh, the mouse. You can't take on the mouse. And now he wants to move on from the lawsuit in Dis- with Disney. Unbelievable. United Nations, the United Nations chief urges the deployment of police, special forces, and military support to combat gangs in Haiti. Yeah. This thing is getting serious in Haiti. And I'm wondering how long will it be from now from now to when? When are they going to put the first troops into Haiti to take over these gangs and lock them up and kill them or do whatever they're going to do with them? This is going to be a fight, you know. And I'm just going to let you walk in and surrender their arms. And yeah, there's going to be some killing going on before everything is okay. The Army, Marines, Navy. I can't believe the Marines are without a commandant. There's always been a commandant of the Marine Corps. And thanks to Tuberville, for the first time ever, that has happened. The Army, they're without a leader. The Navy. There's no chief of naval operations. Where's Admiral Zumwalt when you need him? He was back in the Vietnam War. But this is crazy. And it's getting serious. Even the Secretary of Defense said this thing, it's getting serious. It's serious that these three branches of the service don't have a leader. And Tuberville thinks it's no big deal. He thinks it's no big deal. I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Pharaoh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, Lincoln. Lincoln. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about Trump today. Lincoln, uh, do you think the president, ex-president Trump, do you think he reads any books? Uh... Probably, I don't know. He just seemed like the type that's so busy calling around to all his uh, businesses to make sure they're making money that he doesn't have time. Well, 
He reads the paper. I would say he reads the newspaper. Eh, Maybe not the newspaper, but he goes online and reads. I don't think he reads any books. I I doubt it. But do you think he's ever read any books? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you one that I'm willing to bet my life on that he read. And the name of that book is Lincoln. Like I said, I read things that your average black don't read. Okay. You know, especially historical things. You know, one book, you ever heard of a book called The Prince by Machiavelli? No. The name of the book is called The Prince okay. by Machiavelli. He was an Italian author. He wrote this book somewhere, I think, in the 16 or 1700s. It's all about coming to power and staying in power. Ah. Okay? What the person who comes to power, what they have to do to stay in power. And I'm just going to name you some things, and you tell me the things that I'm going to say to you. Do they remind you of Trump? Okay? First of all, you have no friends. Only acquaintances, okay? Uh huh. You confide your true feelings to no one, not even your wife. You also you use and manipulate people for your benefit. When it comes to the uh, military, the military is dedicated to you, not to the well-being of the country. It's dedicated to you. Remember when Trump wanted to... Wow, that sounds they, just like Trump. Wait, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, Lincoln. Remember <laughs> when Trump wanted to do that display of the military? Yes, yes. Remember when yes. they talked about the cost uh-huh. of it? Yes. He couldn't afford it. Yes. couldn't afford it. I remember. Another thing. Remember, you, you, know, you, never admit, you never admit to any kind of wrongdoing or any blame. You don't take responsibility to anything negative. You only take praises when people are praising you for something. You only accept that. You don't accept any kind of blame. Okay? You also, you threaten those who threaten you. You know? Remember what Trump yep. had said? You come after me, I'm yeah, coming after you. Come you come after me, I'm coming after you. Remember that? I remember. Yeah, you threaten those who only threaten you. You also dispose of all your enemies or any opposition. Yet, at the same time, you paint yourself as a scapegoat. Remember he told his people, I'm, I'm doing this for you. Remember that? He told his, in one of his uh, uh, meetings, of his uh, thank people, he told them, well, I'm doing this just for you. The, the, the government there coming after him, and I'm taking all of this on. Uh, for you. He said that at one of his rallies. I saw him say it at one of his rallies. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. He had said, I'm doing this for you. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm doing this for you. Yeah. And, you know, and you also, you, you rule, you rule the country, you know, like a king, not as a president. See? In essence, what it is is that you become an enigma to your people. They can never really figure you out. You always keep a controversy going on in terms of what direction you're going in. 
Is that Trump? That's him. This is why I say So maybe he did read that book. That book, I told you, is nothing. He read that book, <laughs> The Prince, All right. by Machiavelli. He read that book because he subscribes to that like a, a handful of grease fitting in a glove. Oh, boy. All right. That man is the prince all over again. Like I say, Machiavelli wrote this book way back in the 1600s, 1700s. All right, about favorite. how to come to power and stay in power. I mean, I could go on and on telling you about the things that a person does who's in power that Trump has followed the pattern of, you know. So that's why I say he read that book, The Prince, if he didn't read nothing else. All right, Pharaoh. All right, Appreciate your call. All right. All right, that's the Pharaoh, and uh, it's, it sounds just like Donald Trump. And if I ever have a chance to talk to Donald Trump, I'll ask him that question, which I probably never will <laughs> and never really want to. But if I did, I would ask that question. Yes. All right. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Let's go to Rick before we go to break. Rick, how you doing? Oh, you know, that was quick. Yeah, uh, I was trying to get my, I was just get my thoughts together. You were talking about the problems or, um, or it was that uh, what country was complaining about uh, uh, leadership, uh, American management or something like that, you know, in American business. Or is that you, weren't you talking, you know, that you mentioned something like that about half an hour ago or so? Yes, it was the Taiwanese. No. Uh, the Taiwanese, right. They don't right, think right. that the American worker will be right. able to keep the pace of the Taiwanese worker because yeah. American workers, they don't want to take orders, they don't want to come yeah. to work, and all kind of stuff. Well, that's the problem is, uh, you know, back before, after the 80s, well, actually during the 80s and before 80s, they were using, they were still using a lot of ex-military people in management and in, in, in a lot of these companies, you know, especially like the commission officers and stuff, like, yeah. like all of the... Uh, Defense industry, just about all of their management and and, and executives were ex uh, commissioned officers. So and and, and then there was some advantage in, in using these people because they were used to protocol. They were used to and, and, and you know uh, and the other lower people were used to giving these people respect. You know, and, I mean, we had this one guy, but right past his name, his name was uh, uh, Fane. He 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 was the uh, father of the F twenty two. I mean, he he was that he was the first program director on that F twenty two. And uh, heck, I, I mean, I heard stories of him just about you know cursing out lieutenant colonels for being a little bit late on some deliveries. You yeah, know? yeah. So I mean, so you did not mess these guys around. You know, I mean, the worker yeah. today is different from the worker of yesterday. Wouldn't you agree to that? Yeah. Okay. And I wanted so. to mention something. Did, did you read something about or, or, or hear anything on the news about the the uh, uh, the dis- not discipline problems, but the uh, assault problems they're having up at Howard, Howard University? Yeah, there, it's a gang of guys that's in this fight club supposedly, yeah. and they're going mm-hmm. around picking fights with just people. And somehow, I mean, you can just walk up on the Howard University campus. It's yeah, just yeah. right off the street there. You walk up there. Mm. And they went up there picking fights with uh, students on campus, and it was a big brawl going on. So, yeah, that's what's, yeah. Yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was just gonna, I was just gonna chime in on because when I went through Roxy the field training, well, I was I was up at Plattsburgh, uh, which is the oldest. Quickly, I got thirty you seconds. Know, thirty seconds. Okay, I, I was up there and I ran in uh, into some people from Howard, and they were saying they were. This was right back in nineteen eighty, and they didn't have a whole lot of respect for yeah. the alumni. They had very little respect from the alumni. This was right back in nineteen eighty. Okay, and that right. was at Howard University. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your call. I gotta run. Okay. All right. News coming up. And then Julie Calvert from Visit Cincy. Find out about the convention center, the hotel, conventions coming to town, all kind of stuff. 1230, the buzz. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Ware Show, till one o'clock this afternoon. Coming up at one, it's Reverend Al Sharpton, and in the studio with me, none other than Julie Calvert from the Visit Cincy, uh, formerly Convention and Visitors Bureau, but they changed the name to Visit Cincy. And uh, welcome to the show. How are you today, Mister Ware? I'm great. How are you? All right, glad to have you in. Thanks for having us. And uh, uh, boy, there's a boy. You guys, you're going to be busy, and you're busy now, but when I saw the news, they're closing down the convention center for what eighteen months. Yeah. Oh, that had to that, that had to give you some concern. Well, you know, first of all, before we get into that, I just want to congratulate you on fifty years well, on the radio. That's thank an amazing feat. You're like you. you know the informal mayor of Cincinnati. So <laughs> yeah. congratulations on that. And so thanks for having us here today. Um, you know, eighteen months is is, is a long time. That's yeah. for sure. But there really is not a good alternative. Yeah. Um, if we were to try to do the amount of renovations, and really we call it a reinvention of the convention center, um, beyond a renovation, but just a whole reimagination would take three years if we tried to do it in a phased oh, yeah. approach. And in, and in addition to that, it would be very difficult to book any new business in the convention center yeah. during a construction yeah, period. Yeah, so 
it's this is a long time coming. Uh, th- we got to celebrate the good news of this and mm-hmm. look forward yeah. um, and just say, no, this is a little bit of pain to get us to really where this city needs to be in terms of convention business. And you got some of the people, uh, I guess the uh, uh, boat show, they're complaining, saying you don't have to close it down and you're going to take the walls down of the convention. So you cannot have people going back and forth. And this is major renovation yeah we, we we spoke with them yesterday and, and you know again you know their their claim uh is that they've been you know doing yeah their shows and conventions that have been under expansions and things like that that's a little different because when you're expanding you're expanding mm-hmm. and so you're leaving really the existing space okay and alone this is not the same situation we're renovating we're taking this convention center nearly down to the mm-hmm. studs taking the whole facade off the building so there'll be no yeah you know you can't operate and it's not safe it's you can, no air conditioning no heat um so it's really not a safe environment but we do uh, empathize and, and feel um you know feel what they're going through but know that in the end it's going to be a much mm-hmm. better center for them as operators and for the visitors that are coming to have that experience and the hotel how's that going is uh are things moving smoothly on the hotel that's yeah, a big deal yeah too. That, that's a really big deal and, yes. and, and perhaps even you know for what we do um, even bigger than what's going on at the convention center because mm-hmm. we've have not had a headquarter hotel, Lincoln. I would argue in, in maybe ten years. I mean, when the Millennium was here, it really wasn't operating like a best yeah. in class cosmopolitan hotel should act, and yeah. so it was a big detractor for business. So to have um, a, a really solid, um, you know, plan, you know, for what we're going to do in that hotel and have Portman Holdings out of Atlanta, who's going to, you know develop that hotel and working so close to you 3CDC is really, really going to be the game changer for how we show up, you know, as a convention city moving forward. Now, uh, up until the uh, convention, I mean, up until the pandemic, we were having a lot. We got a lot, quite a few black conventions coming in town. We just had the Black Tech Week uh, come to town. So um, are you going to reach out to these folks? I mean, they plan, what, two and three years down yeah. the road. So I guess now is the time to reach out to those folks, show them the uh, artist rendering of what it's going to look like, yeah. you know, down the road. You have people out uh, we do. trying to bring those conventions in? We do every day. We have a really strong uh, multicultural sales uh, effort going on inside the CVB. And um, it, it's it's a reach out every day, you know, with those folks. We just hired another person to work that market as well. So um, it's it's important business for us. Uh, it's it's you know business that you know you want that diversity mm-hmm. of convention business yes, in yes, Cincinnati. Yes. So um, and when you look at the diversity of our community and uh, in, in the growing diversity of the hospitality industry, these groups are more and more finding yeah. their place in Cincinnati. Okay. Now, what what do you t- I guess how hard is it to pitch? Cincinnati to other uh, to conventions. Yeah, I mean, what what's the selling point of Cincinnati? Where they'll say, "Oh, I'd rather go to Cincinnati than to go to say Pittsburgh or Louisville or some of these places that they're going to now because of the size yeah. of our convention center." Yeah. But what's the selling point? Of Cincinnati. Well, let me reposition that question just a little bit and say how easy is it to sell <laughs> okay, Cincinnati, okay? okay. Let's talk okay. about it from that All perspective. Right. But, that. but your, point is, your point is taken. I appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we when you look at where we're located geographically, you know, we're so easy to get to, accessible uh, but by car, by flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strength of our airport and the growing nature of the airport with all the different flights that are coming in, the uh, affordability of those flights. When you look at our, when we talk about accessibility, the walkability of downtown from the hotels to the convention center, you know, the restaurants to the entertainment areas, everything people want is right there within yeah. reach. And just, just the culture 
that exists in Cincinnati, you know, from, you know, from our neighborhoods to our, the, the groups in Cincinnati, our arts and culture, our restaurants. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those things are here and right and, and accessible. I mean, try to go to New York, you know, and get yeah. a ticket to, you know, say if you want to go see Wicked or whatever, you got a plan for that. Yes. In Cincinnati, if, sure, more and more you got a plan for that, but it's accessible and you can get to it. So it's not only is it accessible in terms of walking around, but it's attainable, mm-hmm. you know, here mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. And, and the cost of living in Cincinnati from transportation uh, to to hotel rates and things like that, they're all pretty affor- very, very competitive and affordable. Well, I think you you sold me. I'm ready to bring my convention to Cincinnati. But now, uh, the hotel was the big issue. Uh, this hotel will be able to hold how many people? We're planning for an 800-room hotel okay. Okay. Uh, with 80,000 square feet of meeting space, including a new ballroom. So when people talk about the expansion as minimal of the convention center, really only about 13,000 square feet, yeah, that, but you're adding 80 across okay. the street that's connected. Okay. So to See. me, I think that's very easily pushed aside because when you're connected like that, you can very easily just walk across the sky bridge right back to your hotel, yeah. right into a meeting room. So it's, I was wondering about that. I said the, the expansion didn't seem like it was a whole lot, you know, like 15,000 yeah. square feet. And, but but our focus was never yeah. on expansion. Okay. I mean, that's why we have the, that millennium spot across mm-hmm. the street. So in future years, if, if this community decides that we want to do a bigger center, there's the there's the business to do that. Then we've now controlled that plot of land. Yeah. And we can expand onto that, which is what we plan, what we would plan to do if that's the, if that's the case for the community. Now, how do you feel about an arena? Everybody's talking about we need an arena like they have in Louisville, like they've got in Columbus. Yeah. This is hurting Cincinnati by us not having a viable arena. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I think it's important. It, it's a, and it's an important asset to have. And you, when you're talking a best in class downtown, you got to have a brand new mm-hmm. convention center, a new headquarter hotel. Certainly new hotels will pop up around that convention yeah. center. And you have to, I mean, we've got new TQL Stadium. Uh, we're going to have a renovated Paul Brown Stadium, sorry, Paycor Stadium. Yeah. Um, you know, you, the, the arena is like the missing piece that we have to have to really put that jigsaw together in terms of development for Cincinnati. And so it, we're really, we're really passionate about that and feel that's really important. It almost looks like somebody's going to have to come in privately to do it. I don't think it's going to be able to be done with taxpayer dollars. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly I, I think that w- we have to be creative when we think about how those things are going to be done, but there's only so much to go around. And, um, you know, you know, Cincinnati, you know, is an important market for, you know, large conventions, you know, for um, we were together during the basketball tournament and we were the only city around this region that did not have an yeah, NCAA game. We talked about this, yeah, yeah. you know, so and you get the small cities like Greensboro, North Carolina, yeah. Greenville and others. And that's great. But they even made that investment. So we're going to have to kind of just be all in mm-hmm. as our board chair, Jeff Burding says, we have to be all in on what we want to yeah. do with, with our future. And certainly that's a big part of it. Now, do, do I mean, would you reach out to people with the money bags to try to get them to, Hey, invest in a <laughs> arena here in Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll shake any jar I have to at this point. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. But, but the yeah. good thing Lincoln is they're reaching out. Mm-hmm. They're, they're coming here and saying, Hey, we want to do this. Yeah. And um, so I, I think when you look at the the opportunity for Cincinnati and, and these big developers, they see it too. And they, they're willing to make these investments mm-hmm. um, in those cities because they want to be successful and they want to expand their footprint. So I, at this point, you know, I'm not too worried that we're going to be left, you know, holding any type of a proverbial bag. You yeah, know, we're going yeah. to say, I mean, just just on the news already that we want to build one, just the amount of interest that we've gotten, you know, across the nation for wanting to come here and do it has been really overwhelming. 
And uh, as far as you reaching out to conventions down the road, has do you have any commitments or oh, partial yeah. commitments from yeah. people after the convention center is finished? We've got business booked into 2032, really? you know, okay. right now. So, um, and, and, you know, since the pandemic, the booking cycle is just slightly different. You know, meeting planners are, you know making sure that people still do want to travel to conventions so they book them closer in where it used to be three to five years maybe now it's two to four mm-hmm. or it's one to two or sometimes in the year for the year we're yeah. getting business okay. so um but you know I, I was looking at our our book of business yesterday and the furthest one out i saw was 2032 and there's also rfps out for 2033 and 34. now so. uh, uh when you uh, talk about the lbgtq community is Cincinnati welcoming to them? I see I've got a caller on the line. I know that's probably going to, want to, going to be one of his questions, but does Cincinnati, uh, is, are we known for a city that will open up their arms? I, I, absolutely. I mean, for several years in a row, we've been number one on the HRC uh, book or uh, scale. Um, if you look at the, the groups that we have here in Cincinnati that you know, are are welcoming, you know, to LGBTQ communities, trans community and others. Um, the pride, the pride celebration here mm-hmm. is among the biggest in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, and more and more, we're having more and more LGBTQ business owners, um, CEOs, presidents. I mean, all across the all across the board that are are really working to make Cincinnati as inclusive as it can be. All right. Uh, Mr. Funky, I'm not sure if I put your oh. question out there, but was that your question? Oh, no, uh, the city's not sexy enough to have a full-blown gay event. I can't imagine a voguing ball being here. It's not sexy enough. This, uh, and I beg to differ about the culture. This is a culture of pig and beer. Um, <laughs> the culture that was here, 3CDC eviscerated it. It got rid of all the randomness of retail. Uh, how about developing retail and affordable um, eating? There's no Wendy's, McDonald's, or any of those things down here. You're forced to yep. pay uh, 20 and $30 for a single hamburger. Um, That's a good point. Uh, can you answer that? Why don't we have a <laughs> nice Wendy's, McDonald's, and things like yeah. that downtown? Uh, you go to Atlanta, all that stuff is right there. Yeah. And uh, even bars, we don't have it right in downtown. You go to OTR, plenty of bars. But right in the convention area, there's really not a whole lot of bars to go to. Well, and that's that's one of the points uh, of redeveloping the convention district, right? So to create, you know, an, another, if you will, an, another part of the downtown neighborhood where you can have, you know, more bars, more restaurants. We were uh, just at a convention in Dallas, you know, two weeks ago, and directly across the street from their convention center were a series of restaurants, bars, entertainment options and areas. And that's what's really being imagined for our convention district. So I think when we think about the expansion or the renovation in the hotel, it's not just those two things. It's creating a new district. Also, Um, I'd like to add that uh, there needs to be pace. You know, all this construction going on is going on all all at once, and it makes the city look um, like a dystopia. And, um, And it doesn't look like the city can complete a sentence. They start all these little mini projects, and then they don't complete any, you know, for the consumer to enjoy or to, or to um, um, benefit from. So uh, develop something, finish it, so then there's something to aspire to, you know, and then uh, start when everything the next is finished all at once. But don't start everything at once. Do one, then start the next one. Exactly. Not only that, but, I mean, it's really, really disgusting to live down here, and there is no reason. Do you know you can't even buy underwear down here? All right. Hey, <laughs> thanks for your call. I mean, he has a point. But yeah. there's something going in up above Ruby's there, the old Macy's. I yeah. think they were working on something like that. 
Yeah, for sure. And, you know, years ago when the, when the, when the strategy was developed for what the development was going to look like in downtown Cincinnati, the focus was more on less chain restaurants and more, you know, local or just single proprietary, proprietary um, opportunities. But, you know, the point isn't lost. We do hear that from visitors mm-hmm. that, you know, that we, we do, you know, say that Cincinnati is very family friendly, budget conscious. But then, you know, not every family wants to go yeah. to McCormick and Schmidt's yeah. or they yeah. don't want to go yeah. to those restaurants. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's got to be part of the conversation. Yeah. as we develop the downtown and develop the city moving forward, um, that if we want to continue to be that family-friendly, affordable, that you have to have a variety of options. And certainly your caller's point makes makes a great point and one that's not lost. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I beg his uh, pardon there. You can buy underwear downtown. Uh, it's sexy underwear right there at the Hustler <laughs> store. Let's take a break. We'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you, talking to Julie Calvert from the Cincy Visit, and um, boy, a lot going on during the festival. I mean, it was the place was live. Fountain Square was rocking. You had the outside of Paycor Stadium. Uh, can we expect to see more of that? Oh, well, we absolutely hope so, for sure. Um, we've got a great fall coming up. Um, I mean, of course, nothing beats the music festival in terms of just yes. the attendance and just the, the, the vibe, if you will. You know, that's all throughout the city. Um, but we have the Moon Festival coming up uh, in October. That's a celebration of Chinese culture, and that's a very uh, big event on Fountain Square, very ornate. Um, with this, And you really see the whole Chinese culture of okay. Cincinnati, you know, converge on downtown Cincinnati. So that's always really, really nice to see. Um, we have the Cincy Sabroso coming up, which is which is the restaurant restaurant week, if you will, for Hispanic restaurants and others. So we're a big partner in that one as well. Um, you know, again, the staples like Oktoberfest and things like that. But that's I mean, it's the celebration of the German culture, but it's you don't you know, it, right. it's different. It's yeah. different oh, yeah. Than that. yeah. Um, so, you know, more and more as Cincinnati becomes more and more diverse, you're seeing these types of celebrations mm-hmm. pop up more and more often. And, you know, we, we have a, a strategy at Visit Cincy to support these groups to help them grow. Again, it's about making people feel a sense of belonging and welcomed here in Cincinnati. You know, people want to live and visit in places where they see people who look like them. And so a lot of times there hasn't been in the past opportunity for people to come and celebrate their own culture. And so there's been a real uh, effort to change that within Cincinnati. And you've seen some of these these festivals and celebrations that are popping up as a direct okay. result of that strategy. Now, Visit Cincy, the name, how did you come up with that? Uh, I mean, everybody knows the Convention and Visitors Bureau, you know. So Visit Cincy, uh, what may, how did that come about? Doesn't Visit Cincy sound a lot more fun yeah, and energetic that, yeah. than the Convention yeah, and Visitors yeah, Bureau? Yes, yes, it does. Which the Bureau's like stodgy. Yeah. It takes a long time to get things done. I it will can't admit get out that. of itself way, <laughs> right? So, and, and at the end of the day, that's what we want people to do is yeah. visit Cincy. It's yeah. an invitation. You know, it, it very clearly spells out what our mission is and what we're here to do. And again, um, you know, we want to be, uh, you know, the name works both ways, you yeah. know, for us. It feels a little more energetic, a little more youthful. It does. Um, you know, the kinds of people that we want to continue to attract that maybe then will choose to live here. You know, we want you to visit Cincy because nobody moves to a city they don't visit first. And this partnership with Northern Kentucky. It's a very strong that. partnership with Northern Kentucky. Yeah. We actually do all of our leisure marketing together with Northern, with Northern Kentucky. So you're not going to see two campaigns. Mm-hmm. You'll see one that we jointly fund. And we actually, um, you know, coming out of COVID and the pandemic, 
you know, wanting to be as efficient and nimble as possible, we actually go to trade shows together. Okay. You know, we sell our convention centers, you know, together. We don't compete with one another because at the end of the day, any convention that fits in the Northern Kentucky Center can fit in ours. Mm-hmm. So we kind of stay in our lane okay. that way. Okay. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of cost savings that goes with it, um, which is, you know, again, when they see, they see one region. And Cincinnati certainly is, is you know, is is the place where and people say, well, where's Northern Kentucky? Oh, it's by Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. now I know. So it just it's more efficient and better that way. But it's a really strong partnership. Um, we put about three million dollars a year uh, collectively into okay. leisure marketing. We run our campaigns now year long. Um, in the past, they were done May through September, and which when the Reds were playing. Yeah. And which is fine. But we, we again we just talked about all the celebrations and the the the, the culture points that mm-hmm. we have here. Um, festivals, music, those things happen year round, and we're pretty temperate year round. So we now run those year round. And um, it's it's really helped to rebound the hotel market and the revenue uh, that was it was a record revenue for hotels in 2019 before the pandemic. Uh-huh. And this year we're going to surpass that. Okay. So wow. the recovery has occurred. And then when all these little hotels start to spring up, you like, oh, are they putting too many hotels here? And I mean, it's we need a couple of more, I think. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and what's important to remember is that the hotels like the Westin and the Hyatt and Hilton, they really weren't built for leisure tourism. They're they're yeah. built to host business meetings mm-hmm. and conventions and things like that. But they do well with with those because they're full service, right? right. There's a restaurant in there and, and et cetera. Um, but you really need those boutique hotels to really diversify the hotel market to give people a choice. And we've done a really good job in the city of you know historic preservation. So when one building's history comes to an end, we renovate it, give it another history to begin. And so, um, in we're I mean, films f- come here all the time because of that historic preservation, because yeah, it, it looks and true. plays yeah. like big cities like Philadelphia and New York, but it's a lot less expensive to film here, and it looks the same. So, um, I, there's there's been a great effort for that. I think it's paying off. And these boutique mm-hmm. hotels, you know, really are where people are starting to want to migrate to because it's. It's smaller, it's yeah. manageable. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing great too. They I mean, are. they're doing great. Well, thank you, Julie, for stopping by. We just wanted to get an update on Visit Sensi, and uh, everything seems like uh, full speed ahead. We're on our way. We're All on right. our way. Thanks sounds, for the opportunity. Sounds good to me. Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back. The Lincoln Ware Show, twelve thirty. The Buzz. Music make you lose control. Music make you lose control. <laughs> 1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Ware Show, till 1 o'clock this afternoon. In the studio with me, Amanda Brenneman, and uh, she's in talking about the big uh, strikeout cancer night set for tonight over at the Florence Y'all Stadium. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know what? Marty and I are just thrilled to be a part of it again. Last year, we partnered with the Florence Y'alls, and you know, it was kind of funny how it came about. I think they felt a little sorry for me. And was like, well, wouldn't you like to have a bobblehead? Because, you know, Marty sort of kind of gets everything. Yes, yes. And I was like, well, honestly, I've never thought about it. But, I mean, sure. So we went through the process. And anything that brings awareness to, you know, the the battle that all of our families probably have been touched by with cancer, we are all for it. So that's what this night is again tonight. And, you know, we couldn't do an Amanda Brenneman bobblehead. Marty Brenneman has, (laughs) I don't know, a lot of bobbleheads. Yes. So, um. Marty came up with the idea, and they love the idea of a Tracy Jones bobblehead. Oh, boy. And Tracy all, Jones. 
Yeah, you know, big number 290 loves to tell yeah. you how he's played for five different oh, major yeah. league teams. Right, right, right. Even though he only played six years, uh, we won't talk about why he played for five teams in six years. <laughs> Three of those years were here with our beloved Reds. Um, so Tracy has been outstanding again. His family's also been touched by cancer and it's just a, it's just a reason for us to get involved, to go visit our friends here in Northern Kentucky. Um, it's a great night for baseball. Marty and I are going to be out there. I get a redo of my first pitch because last year, I got to tell you. Oh, no. You, acted, you didn't do a Mark Mallory pitch, Well, no, you? it wasn't that bad now. It wasn't that bad. But it was way, way yes. outside. And I, I don't know what it is. You know, you get up there because I was pitching from the rubber. Um, and I went into, like, my wind-up, the whole thing. And I acted like I was a Roldis Chapman or something in the seventh game of the World Series. And I was so far left. Oh, my You goodness. just got to go slow, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So got, I get yeah. a redo. I get yeah. a redo tonight. Oh, man. I, so you, it wasn't as bad as Mark Mallory, it but was it was not, not good. It was not good. But, <laughs> okay. you know, tonight's going to be great. Okay. Um, our folks at Recreation Outlet has sponsored this bobblehead and – you know, lots of things going on tonight. Dollar, dollar hot dog night. I mean, lots of good stuff going on. And uh, it starts at what six around six thirty? Six thirty-two, okay, which is a funny time for first okay. pitch. Yeah, okay. six thirty-two tonight. Um, again, great weather. Um, and this is really cool. If you're a cancer survivor battling cancer now, or has a family member who mm. has battled cancer, you get in free tonight oh, at the game, okay. which is great, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. great. I mean, so how do you prove that? I mean, well, anybody you know, could go up there and say uh, well, that. You know, who would want to say that? I know though? this is true. I mean, I would be watching out from up above if yes, you said yes. you had and you didn't really. So you just want to get in free, but completely on our su- system, right? And you'd be surprised how many people have immediate family. People they know uh, with cancer. I mean, it's just it's it's unbelievable. So many of my friends, unfortunately, have battled yeah. breast cancer. And, you know, tonight's group, I have wings are going to be out there. Um, we're going to help support their cause. And then a, a, a group near and dear to our heart is the Dragonfly Foundation okay. who helps kids and their families get through this these struggles. Um, so they're going to be there. It's just it's just a night really to celebrate and for our community to come together, and Marty and I are thrilled to be the hosts of this again. And it's free for cancer survivors, so uh, hey, go on over there, enjoy a night of the Florence Yahoo. Who, who are they playing tonight? Do you know? Um, I do. It's the. Um, I'm going to tell you in two seconds who they are playing. They are playing the Evansville Otters. Okay. Great Evansville. names, okay. right? Don't they have great names in the oh, minor yeah. leagues? Oh, I'm telling you, the Florence Yalls. Yalls. The I Otters. know. Yeah. yeah, and you say it properly too, there, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. I'm used to saying that. Y'all, y'all going here. Y'all yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Anyway, same. But same. that's tonight. And, uh, uh, you know, it's so great that you and Marty, you know, he could be retired and you could be retired. You guys could be, you know, not dealing with any of this stuff, just relaxing at home. But it's great to, to see you guys out there um, helping the fight. Well, thank you very much. You know what? This is our home. We, when Marty retired, uh, going on four years ago now, um, we're not leaving Cincinnati. This, this is. Yeah. He's been here like you for 50 some years. Um, and we're happy to get behind causes and support our community. And this is another way we can do this. So, um, yeah, you're going to see us around a lot in this community for sure. That's great. That's great. And does anybody ever call you Laura, you know, from Laura? Can Lane? I just tell you, Lincoln, <laughs> it is, you asked Marty Brenneman this, it is almost daily 
I'll see somebody at Kroger. We're in Kroger a lot on Beachmont Avenue and Anderson, um, all over. And Marty and Laura, and and I, I wish that yeah. was my meat company, right? <laughs> um, but you know, and then again, some people do know Amanda. Um, but I, I'm yeah, yeah. thrilled to be associated yeah. with Laura's Lane. It's been really fun to do those commercials and on TV and the radio, which not a lot of folks get to do that with their spouse. And it's it's been a good time. So we we have fun with that. And I'm happy to be called Laura anytime. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it. Thank and you don't for forget tonight me. out at the Florence Y'all Stadium, and it starts at 632. First 632. Pitch, Town 632. Properties are bringing this again for us tonight. Recreation Outlet sponsoring it. So please come out and join us. It'll be a great night for baseball. Free for cancer survivors. Free if you're suffering with cancer right now. Just go up there and tell them, and uh, you get in free. Absolutely. All right. We'll thank you, you for there. stopping by. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, let's go to the Dukester. It's Wednesday. What's cooking over there? <laughs> Hey, chops of the morning to you, Lincoln, and happy Senior Citizen Day, Buzz listeners. It's August the 16th, and for some of us that are still working, I guess we could still call it Hump Day. But so far, it looks like it's going to be a great day. Now, for those of you who are planning or not planning cooking today, I'm going to give you a few reasons to stay out of the kitchen and enjoy a great meal without having to cook it yourself. On our menu today is our grilled or deep-fried catfish with smothered cabbage and macaroni and cheese, or check out our smothered pork chops with green beans and potato salad. We're also featuring our grilled Alaskan salmon hot off the grill with steak fries and coleslaw. But my pick for today, Lincoln, is our St. Louis barbecue ribs with baked beans and coleslaw. Have a blessed day, everybody. We'll talk at you later, Lincoln. All right. That's the Dukester right there in the Summit Plaza on Reading Road. Stop by and check him out. All right. Uh, 749-1230-513 is the area code. Uh, good to see Amanda Brenneman, the wife of Hall of Famer Marty Brenneman. Yes. Florence Y'all's. Y'all's tonight. Cancer night. Strikeout cancer night at the stadium. All right. Uh, 749-1230-513 is the area code. Let's, uh, go to Marcus. Marcus Jenkins, what's on that feeble mind of yours today? Hey, brother. I, I okay. didn't finish it. 1139. I, didn't, I, didn't I know you didn't finish it, but I need to, to, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. But, uh, yeah, all I said is mother, man. I didn't, I didn't finish it, but, uh, link it where? Yes. Yes. I'm just sitting here. Uh, man, I just took a pause. Hold <laughs> on, bro. Anywhere, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, your Irish thing that you got going on with her, uh, basically messing up our relationship with the police. Oh, with them, uh, with look, everything that's going look, hold on. Hold on. Before Iris Rowley took any job with the city, the relationship with the, with the police was already messed up. So you can't no, blame that on Iris, okay? And I don't think it's no. messed up. I think it's actually a better relationship with the police than it has been. So what the hell are you talking I, about? No, the police just won't do nothing because Iris uh now keep messing with her and, 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 and doofus uh dynamic. I mean how old is that brother? Man, he just now discovered what a uh the source is. He's about sixty something damn years old. Talking about he dynamic because he dis- he discovered what a thesaurus is. That's, yeah. that's a damn shame, man. But that's what we dealing with. Old nigger roles that don't have. They're trying to make money, and it's killing us, man. I mean, like 
just look, think of the fact that you couldn't even get a uh, detail over there to work for you. That's just well, okay. tragic. No, the reason why they're short of police officers. That has nothing to do with that has more to do with uh, the, today than anything. Uh, just because we didn't have enough detail officers that wanted to work details. Who, how are you going to blame that on the police community relations? Because don't nobody want to become a police officer oh, in Cincinnati because you got Irish and that's some of the easiest money you can you. make. Detail money is the easiest money police can make. Absolutely. And, and so and if there just, were, if there were somebody available to do it, they would have been there. Lingen where? There's always somebody available to do a detail. You explained it to the people. It's the easiest money in the world to make. And because Irish and them harass people oh. and uh, uh, the police officers, they wouldn't show up. Like, well, we got plenty of police officers that would took that. The black brothers, they would have came. They'd have been like right there. But they know damn well if they get into any alteration with them kids, that Iris Nim was going to be trying to get them fired. And as a black man, they would definitely get suspended because after what they did to them white boys, it's just insane, Lincoln Ware. So that's why crime is going up in Bond Hill and Roseline. And y'all got to understand the mayor. I I haven't heard of a a shooting in Roseline or, or Bond Hill, for that matter, uh, in a while. Normally it's Avondale. It's been, you know, over the Rhine, West End. But I haven't heard of, of hardly any shootings in Bond Hill and Roseline lately. It's the robberies and assaults. Oh, wow. Robberies wow. and assaults have just went all up. And I, you know, and I just think about that, you know, and, and folks, you gotta understand, I was in the military, so I know oh. a conspiracy yeah. when I see one because that was my job. So listen to me. You were, in the you, Air, have, you were in the Air Force ROTC, Marcus. No, I was Air Force. <laughs> I, I, was a I just couldn't resist saying that. But, yeah, go ahead. I, I know. No, I was, I was an Air Force combat control. I went from combat control to uh, management, to combat systems management. And basically I would know all the assets that were bring that were coming into the area and that we were bringing into the area. And what I'm trying to tell you is the assets that the mayor and he's, uh, you know, this gay ass agenda is bringing into your area so that they could cause chaos. And understand it's here because when they want to make sure it's all in place when, uh, President Trump wins. So all of a sudden everything goes crazy again, like they did in them few cities. But let me break it down for you, Lincoln, where all of a sudden Cincinnati, Ohio, has all these shootings from the gang dudes, and you got to realize the fact that, wow, we're the only city that has all these illegal immigrants in here. No, we're not. No, we're not. Why don't you stop it? We are not the only city, and there's not a whole lot of illegals in Cincinnati. If, 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 if you know, just very few. So I don't know where you, you get this stuff from. No, no, I'm not going to let you finish. And uh, Jesse Iris's husband just called up and he he hung up. I was going to put you two on together, which probably would have been a mistake. But anyway, yeah, I, I like to talk this this weak dynamic oh, as a oh Negro. But geez. I'm telling you this, oh, Lincoln Ware. 
Let me finish this up, man. Y'all got to understand, they bring in, you know, these gang members in here who would get on the radio and say, I'm with that gang for life. They're not saying that, um, you know, I when I got out, I realized I victimized the community. And I, You there, brother? I'm here. I'm here listening okay. to this nonsense. So, so they when they get out, they're not talking about how when they were in their city like Chicago or uh, these other cities that are basically hell holes, that they came out and they helped the people. They did something for the people. They, you know, they, they, they went back to the community. Now, they, they in Cincinnati, now they talking about they with that gang for life. So nah. y'all got to understand, they quickly, come in quickly, here. Quickly, I got to go. I got to go. What? I got I to gotta take a break. I hear what you're saying, but none of this stuff is true, Marcus. It's absolutely true. Our crime is going up. We got more shooting because it's, this is a great place for illegal aliens. It's a great place for gang members. It, I mean, it's the spot. Okay, and- hold on, Marcus. Here's Jesse. I know I'm making a mistake by doing this, <laughs> but go ahead, Jesse. Uh, uh, Mr. Yeah. Pusillanimous, Marcus, the coward. Is there anything Man, you, that you, you do you- positive for the community? He wants to know Mr. if there's yeah. anything you do positive for the community, Marcus. Man, Mr. I have Coward, spent over I have spent over a hundred thousand dollars on various programs for black I'm talking people. About right, now, dude, right now, what do you do? What do you do that a black child looking at you will say, I want to be like him? It's not listening to you for sure. But what do you Man, do I, that a black oh. child will want to do? See, that tell you you a damn doofus. Oh, you you were okay. Now, now, hold on. Don't get into the name calling. Hold on. No name calling, please. Once we go there, then it's over. Okay, I just spent $20,000 protecting all these kids to get the, 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 the program set up to protect kids from pedophiles. $20,000 of my brother? own money. What program is that? Protecting kids from pedophiles. What what yeah, yeah. Maybe somebody might want to donate. What's the name yeah, of what, what it? Kind where of where can yeah. one find it? Yeah, that's a good question. I, have, I just, I have told him like 12 times, protect the kids from pedophiles. That's the name it's of the organization. That's the name it's of the organization. Protecting kids from pedophiles. Okay. That's the name of the organization. That's the name of the organization. Self-explanatory. I spent over $20,000 of my money starting it. Okay. And where can we find this organization, Marcus? If we're looking it's, for uh, it. It's protectingourchildren.us. Okay. Protectingourchildren.us. That don't sound like it's US. your organization. It doesn't sound like an organization. And it doesn't sound but like nevertheless, it's Nevertheless, Marcus, let, let's, let's get something straight here, my friend. The... Police community relations in Cincinnati are better than they ever been. That's what I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, you can look true. down. You can look down at the fest. Not when you, you can't know. when you can't get a brother to come over to uh, Woodward to help Lincoln. Oh Warehouse. my God! No white people okay. came either. Nobody came. Nobody came. They don't have enough people. Right. And you know why they don't have no, enough people, Marcus? And I, I talk to the recruiters. You know why they don't have enough people? Because they don't have enough people with a high standard. In Cincinnati, no, there's a high bar of standard, and if you can't clear it, you need not apply. So that's a problem with us because the good old boys are not being people. hired no more. 
If you don't they have don't, no damn sense, you can't work in Cincinnati. No, they don't have enough people of high standard that want to work in Cincinnati and be harassed by your wife. That's no, what they, they get harassed by all black people, idiot. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> our job is to protect black people, Marcus. Unlike you're you're you. not protecting us. Our job you're, is you're to not, protect you, black people. That's why we sued on behalf of black people at a federal court. No, we sued on no, behalf of all no, black people, African Americans, and even people like you, Marcus. So when they bash hey, man, you up I against was, your head, I was when they bash your head and treat thing. you bad, y'all did not sue on our behalf. Dude, you did not sue on our behalf. We sue. It's in yes, federal I, court. You the can only go see it right now. Won, hold on. The only people that won Lincoln Wear was gay ass people. Once oh they said that they, that that they were going to give him special rights, right. they won. Okay, Lincoln, just, I, I can't talk to people who don't deal with facts. He, he must be a Trump voter. I know. Facts are really but Lincoln Wear. Quick, I, I got to go, Marcus. We got nothing. Marcus, I got to go. I'm late for break. Both of you, thanks for your call. Jeez, <laughs> unbelievable. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus is living in a dream world. It's, he literally said, that's the name. What a I know, I know. All right, let's uh, take a break, and then we'll come back. Unbelievable. 1230, The Buzz. 1230, WDBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. And I'm giving you a chance to win tickets to see the OJs this coming Friday up at the Rose Music Center. They'll be, uh, hey, they'll be a touring up there. This is, I think, their last tour. And uh, we'll give you a chance to win tickets all week long. And uh, just keep it locked in right here. And uh, sometime between now and 1 o'clock, I'll give away a pair of tickets for you. Yes, you, Smitty Smith. To win tickets to see the OJs this coming Friday. How about that? Yes. All right. Let's move along. Looks like uh, Blade is up. Blade, what's going on? Blade. Hey, what's yes. going on? Nothing much. What's going on? Hey, man, good show. Uh, good show. Um, beginning of your show, what you was listing what uh, foreigners are saying about America? Yes. Is this true, man? I, um, I think we so. Have, I think it's, it's true. true. No, I think it's true. Okay. Go ahead. I, I'm saying I think it's true. In most cases, no. it's true. Not in all cases, no. but some cases. No, take think off of it. It's true. Okay. Because, because now, uh, just like your last episode, um, People do great work uh, in their own eyes, but they're too emotional. I mean, both sides have some truth to it, but we want to we want to take we always want to lift our name up first. Be what what, what we doing? It's like the schools, uh, the teachers and the leadership is so emotional. It got to be always about them, about them. It's really, you wouldn't have a job if children went to go to school uh, went to school. But we always got to uh, lift up. What the teacher going through? What leadership? No, you're there to teach the children, and that's about it. But we always gotta make it about uh, them. That's that's why 
Well, if kids are not coming to school, look, if kids are not coming to school, you got to have somebody there to hold them accountable and make sure they go to school. Well, sometimes the parents think the kids are at school and they're not at school. Well, that's a, you, when you when you got responsibility, you gotta you gotta go outside the box oh, and make sure if everything. They're at work. They're is working. Everything. They don't have. They it's now they'll be held accountable. You have the counselor calling the parents and things like that. So come on. I I I hear you with the excuses, but excuses ain't working anymore. Uh, we what it what the problem These is? Are not excuses. America, they're facts. Not really. Uh, the problem is uh, other countries see that we let our children run our household and run our life. And that's why they, they don't depend on we're, we're done. You, you, you listed. We don't even have leadership in military. We're done, man. And um, I want to uh, go to extreme. Uh, your girl down in Atlanta, she just ruined her career. How? Because she, he's going to get off. You know good well this is this still America. You, they just put that to make white go against black. You know that black woman don't got no authority on a white what? man. Okay, I bet Come you they asked. I bet you they asked to show hey. up before the twenty fifth. I bet you that. Hey, well okay. he don't show up. If, but I bet you. Okay, put- if he she does not have any authority, then see who shows up before the twenty fifth of August. See, hey, see who shows hey. up. He's gonna listen. Listen, he's gonna show up and walk out. And guess what? Because uh, it's rumors, she like messing with gangbangers. So uh, her, that, her see, career is. Hold on, those are rumors put out by Donald Trump. He exaggerated the whole story behind that, and hey. just created a big lie. She's not having any fair with any gangbanger. Hey, hey, just like those are rumors. Those are rumors about him. Because when you go listen to E Man, he broke it down last. Uh, on his show yesterday, that what they saying about Joe and uh, Trump are just rumors. So everybody spreading rumors, but no, no. facts. We but no, facts. look, we got it on tape with Trump. We've got it on tape about him wanting to find those votes to win that Georgia uh, state, to win that state. Uh, we got people who went to the houses of those women trying to get them to lie. Hey, no, these are not rumors. These are facts. Who 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 said we can really identify that was really him? That could have been oh, somebody imitate him. Oh what we speaking? Listen, what we speaking? What we speakers are rumors. It's not facts. Oh. But fact is, he's going to go down there. He's going to walk out. But let's go back to the beginning. America's done. Uh, we don't. Uh, our young don't want to work. Our young want to try to tell the grown-ups what to do I in their agree. own house. They don't go to school, and we got. And, and you know, when you listen to that lady, uh, that just was on your show. You see how she brought up things and what they doing. The key thing she said: they do not go against each other. They stay in their own lane, and they take turns getting that money. Why? Why can't we do that? And um, and what? And and, and one more thing. Uh, I listened to Dr. Funky. He's he's pathetic. Um, Mr. Funky he, to you. A, Mr. Funky. I don't care what is whatever <laughs> doctor broke. I'm calling broke Funky. Who wants? If you're redoing a side of town, who in the hell wants a a Burger King and a McDonald's? He have no imagination. Well, hold on a second. They have that in downtown Atlanta. I mean, downtowns have Burger Kings and McDonald's. 
because uh, if you bring your kids down there, they don't want McCormick and Schmitz. They they want Burger King, McDonald's. So what are you talking about? He's telling the truth. When? No, he's not. When they redo a side of a neighborhood, they want you people up out of there. They oh. want to bring a new culture in there that's going to spend money. So- a new culture could be anybody. And they could have kids. Kids want McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's and whatever else. We need that downtown. Continue. When they gentrify, they want a new culture that's going to bring money. If they didn't gentrify, they would keep the same damn people there. Come on. Who who wants to do a new neighborhood and have a raggedy-ass Burger King and McDonald's? Them them things are done. It's over with. Give us the program. They're doing better business now than they've done in a long time. Thank you very much. You're... Blade, you're out of touch with reality. Let's take a break for news. And then we'll come back. 1230, The Buzz.